Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Matt Halloran. We have a repeat guest today, but she hasn't been on for a while. And that is actually not by design. That's really because I probably just based on it. As all of you know, I do that every once in a while. But most importantly, we're going to talk about something that you all ask me all the time, which is about video. And luckily, we have Jill Addison, the founder and president of Client Machines. She is a video expert. And if you have not already followed her on LinkedIn and, and Client Machines, please do, because she's always always posting unbelievable tips and tricks for free that will make you get your voice out in the marketplace. Jill, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Great to be here, Matt. All right. First off, before we really jump into to video and some of the other things that you do, tell us a little bit about why. Why did you build this business in the way that you did? I was working in the video production world. I had a couple jobs as an employee there. Always was kind of doing some intel and spy work and within those organizations, watching the CEO. How do they run it? How do they do it? Because I was thinking I wanted to do it sometime. Mm. Then I got married to a guy who runs his own video production company. I looked at what he was doing and I thought, I bet I could do that. Yeah. So I just started doing what he was doing and he gave me all my all his old equipment and taught me how to use it. And I started shooting videos and editing videos for small business owners in San Diego. Then a few years into that, I was following Robert Kiyosaki on Facebook, and he said, every successful business has three traits. It's leverageable, scalable, and the income is predictable. And I looked at my business and I was like, no, on all three counts. So how do I fix that? So at the same time, I had someone come to me and say, hey, could you do a couple whiteboard videos for us every month? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I can do it. And so I looked up and I got the resources I would need to do it. Then they never, they just kind of flaked out. But I thought, well, that was a great idea. Yeah. I should package that up and sell it. So I did. I packaged it up and I sold it to my list, um, getting two whiteboard videos every month for a monthly rate. And it sold. And I thought, let's do this. This solves all three of my problems. Then I started noticing that the people who are finding me online for that service were in the financial services industry. Huh. I thought that's who's finding me. So I should go find them. So I started reaching out to them manually, laboriously. <laughs> now we do that all in an automated way, but I did it manually at first to reach out to people like you and uh, get in front of their audience of financial advisors through podcasts and webinars. So that worked, started getting a lot of clients that way, listening to what they wanted and needed, developing products for them. The rest is kind of history. Then I named yeah. it FA Client Machine and just started selling into the financial services space and then developed a couple more products uh, for them, like a LinkedIn outreach system that we now also sell. So that is the quick story of what's happened over the last 12 years. <laughs> I get asked questions all the time about video. Uh, how do you do it? Because you do it a little bit differently than mm -hmm. some people might think. So let's talk about your video deliverable and why it's so powerful. We do all our videos in the whiteboard animated video style, which I think most people are familiar with. They may not know what it's called, but it's when you see the hand drawing images and then you notice what it is. That style works so well for financial services because for a couple of reasons. One is because it helps make complex concepts more simple and understandable. That's the first one. And then the second is that the lighthearted and whimsical style is really disarming and it helps people feel more comfortable. So 
for instance, one of our clients said that he was having prospective clients come into his office and say, oh, I love those whiteboard videos on your website. It made me feel so much more comfortable coming in because I think financial advisors can lose sight of the fact that everything they teach is intimidating to the average person. That average person needs to be put at ease and made like to feel like they're not going to feel stupid. And these videos do that. Another question that I get all the time, Jill, how do you help them come up with what the heck the whiteboard videos are going to be about? Okay, so we do that a couple different ways. One is that we have a turnkey video library. So we've already created all the content for the advisor. Now, there are a lot of video libraries out there for financial advisors, but all of them that I've seen are on a subscription model where the second you stop paying, you lose access to all your content. And then you've got all these dead links and it makes you look really dumb. So we did our video system in a different way where you still get all the benefits of just being able to quickly choose, make it quick and easy to choose your video content from our library, but you own the content. We'll upload it to your own YouTube channel. We'll give you the MP4 files. You own all the content. So we've found that that's very appealing for people. So that's one way that we help people get their content. They just choose it from our library and then we customize it with their contact information and logo, upload it to YouTube for them and give them the files. Mm. But if people don't find everything they want in that library, and by the way, we're about to have a hundred videos in that library. Yeah, right now it's 86, but we're in the process of adding 17 more right now. If they don't find everything they want in the library, though, we can create 100% custom videos for them. And that's really fantastic for people who have a very specific niche. Mm -hmm. We do it both ways and we have people just buy them in batches. They can either buy 12 videos at a time, which is one video a month for a year, or 24 videos, which is two videos a month over the year. They can either pay monthly or just pay up front and get them all up front. That's how we help people really maximize video for their practice. I'm sure that there are people out there right now who are thinking to themselves, give me an example. Tell me about an advisor and not just the one that you just said where those people are coming in and all of a sudden they're like, I love your videos. I mean, Jill, you get this a lot. ROI, like how, how do you really quantify the success of these videos? Well, let me tell you a couple of stories about how our clients have quantified them. I wrote them down, so I'd be sure to get all the details here. Diane said that she had been in the financial services industry for a total of 25 years. And after spending 16 years in the management, in management with two broker dealers, she joined her husband as a partner and she wasn't known by his existing clients or by the community. So she wanted a really unique and effective way to make a splash in the community. She knew what other advisors were doing, but she was like, no, I want to do something that stands out. And so she did, she signed, she you know, got her videos from us, these whiteboard videos. And she said, I had such an overwhelming positive response to the whiteboard videos that I knew I had found the unique touch I was looking for. She even got in, asked to contribute monthly to a local newspaper for, as a financial expert, because a key person saw her whiteboard videos and sought her out. Wow. That was a cool story. She said she really gives it a two thumbs up. And then Ben, this is kind of what I was talking about before, as far as how it helps make complex concepts simple. So Ben said, I had the team at FA Client Machine produce a custom video for me about an opportunity that prospects just were not fully grasping. And the first two prospects I showed the video to are now clients. Wow. Yeah. And he said, I give that credit to the video for simplifying the concept and adding a visual anchor. So he was like, it's a big moneymaker. We're talking about niches. So listen to this. This is really cool. I have a couple clients who have very specific niches that they have based their whole business on. And I can tell you, man, I'm such a fan of that because it just makes everything easier in your marketing when you have a niche. So for instance, 
Michael, his, his niche is teachers. Mm-hmm. He oriented all his content around that niche, including a set of custom videos that we made for him. And now teachers from around the nation are starting to find, have started finding him on Google searches. The Google search is for the keyword financial planning for teachers. Something as simple as that. And he's ranking because he has all this content that is laser focused on that niche. He was, yeah, this is incredible. He was able to gain nine new clients in one month just from his online presence because it's so focused around that niche. And then Mike, this other client of ours, Mike, he, his niche is families who have members with special needs. Mm -hmm. So he oriented a whole series of custom videos around that. And if you Google financial planning in Illinois for special needs, he comes up through his video content. Yeah. And so he said that the videos help him stand out even more for his niche and help his prospective clients understand the material because it's presented in this video format. So it's visual. They can watch it over and over. And he just said he's found these videos very valuable for attracting his niche client and moving them along toward becoming his client. And he also said the service was very fast and professional. Nice. Yeah. So that's a look at how how advisors are finding success through these videos. We also get asked a lot, okay, so Jill, you've helped me create all of this great information. How are you getting it out into the right person's hands? What do you guys do about that? This is something, this is one reason why I love video so much, because it is one asset that you can purchase and then deploy in so many different ways. And it's going to make all your marketing more successful. So if you put video in your email marketing and you put in the subject line, one minute video, you're going to get a higher open rate because people want to watch one minute videos. Like I've actually had people at networking groups tell me, well, I got your email and I wasn't gonna read it, but it said one minute video and I do have one minute (laughs) and I like watching videos, so I opened it. So it really enhances your email marketing, which is a really important way to use video. Also, it helps you with your search engine optimization. Like I have ranked our site on, on page one, like coming from complete obscurity all the way to page one, just from the strategy of uploading consistent blog posts that have a YouTube embed code in it. And jumping ahead for the, to the tech part of this podcast, I'm just going to tell you really quick that because Google owns YouTube, they will prioritize it. If you're using YouTube embed codes on your website, they'll rank you higher in search engines if they see that on a consistent basis. So that's like a little hack you can use to, to consistently use YouTube embed codes. Any YouTube embed code will do just to get on Google's radar and increase your search engine results. So those are two ways through your website, through your email marketing, and then of course, through social media. If you're uploading the actual video files, which we give you, mm-hmm. you're going to get a higher viewership rate through social media using videos. Video is just the, the most effective marketing tool out there. And the great thing about it is once you invest in it, you can use it everywhere. Sure. And then once you do it everywhere for a year, you can go back and use it again or buy more videos. Sure, sure. Now, you said something that I need to highlight and expand upon just a little bit, because I think our listeners have heard me say this before, but you just reinforce something that's really powerful, which is YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world next to Google. All of a sudden now you're seeing why playing in the sandbox in both of those sandboxes is so absolutely powerful and utilizing any media. And I've said this on this podcast repeatedly, but you have to market to your ideal client in the media they prefer while they're there 
with your thought leadership. So listen to those two success stories about the teachers and the special needs kids, the level of focus, the fact that they're convenient and on demand so they can listen to them whenever they're there, they can listen to them multiple times. They're not behind paywalls and all sorts of things that that's just your thought leadership that's out there. Mm. Could you imagine layering other marketing techniques, which surprisingly left Jill Addison does. So let's talk a little bit about this LinkedIn strategy that you have and how all of this really starts working together, please. About a year and a half ago, we launched our LinkedIn personal touch system. So basically, LinkedIn is the biggest and best networking site, online networking site for professionals in the world. You're a fool if you're not there. <laughs> If you're doing any kind of business, especially this kind of business, it's really well suited for financial advisors and loan officers. We work with a lot of reverse mortgage loan officers because they're so similar to financial advisors. But one of the big things about LinkedIn is that people are going to vet you before they call you, no matter how they hear about you. Even if it's a referral, they're going to vet you online. And if they find your LinkedIn profile and it's optimized and maximized and really creates a good impression, that's going to be huge. You can actually put videos on your LinkedIn profile as well. But, but what we do is we help advisors and loan officers reach out through LinkedIn. And one of the best ways we've found to do that is to connect with referral partners. That's what people are expecting when they're on LinkedIn. They want to collaborate on business initiatives together. So when you're reaching out, like for instance, when a loan officer is reaching out to a financial advisor and saying, hey, I think there's some things about reverse mortgages that your clients could really benefit from that you may not know about. Can we have a quick conversation? That receives such a warm welcome. And I mean, we have some of our clients that are reverse mortgage loan officers saying, man, I am batting a thousand. Like everyone I talk to on the phone from this outreach is interested. And the nice thing for them is that if they can explain their value proposition of what the reverse mortgage now does for you, because it's it's evolved from, it has kind of a bad reputation from the past, but it's now an amazing financial tool. If you can explain that to a financial advisor and really get them on board they're going to look through their entire book of business and send you referrals. That's what's happening for our clients. They're they're explaining the whole thing and how it's going to be a benefit to those clients. And then the advisors send them a bunch of referrals right away. So it's like you can get all this business done in a short amount of time through this kind of referral outreach. Jill, I get messages all the time on LinkedIn, where it's very apparent that the person has no idea who they who I am, that they did some sort of LinkedIn navigator or recruiting tool or whatever. And I'll give you an example. So I still get messages on a regular basis saying, Matt, you're a coach. Do you want more high quality? And I'm, I haven't been a coach for years, man. So like mm. it, it says on my profile, I don't do that anymore. And it's not in my summary or anything. How do you work that so that it, it doesn't become annoying. Right. Well, here's a little secret and a reality check that people need to understand about marketing. There's always going to be part of it that's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and that's part of why it works. I mean, think about advertising jingles. It plays in your head over and over and you're like, oh, it's so annoying, but I can say that phone number in my sleep. <laughs> you know. So there's always going to be a part of that. 
But what we do with our messaging to minimize the annoyance mm -hmm. is we make sure that we sound like a real person. Oh, it's not like a sales pitch. You're not bleh about everything that you do and talking about yourself. That's so annoying. It's more like <laughs> it's sounding like a real person. Mm -hmm. When you reach out, it's just a simple message. Hey, looks like we know a lot of people in common. I'd love to connect. Mm -hmm. It's vague, but it sounds like you're real. Mm -hmm. And that works. I mean, we get like a 25% connection rate with that kind of message. Sure. And then once they connect, then we write a customized sample set of automated messages that's going to go out to them. And the first one, just no pressure. Hey, thanks for connecting. Looking forward to lear learning more about you. And that's it. And then a couple of days later, hey, you know, I was thinking maybe we could connect on this because here's how I think I may be able to help you. Mm-hmm. You're finding that hook, what's in it for them, not just blah, blah, blahing about yourself because yeah. that's so annoying. <laughs> now that you're breaking that down, I, I had a gentleman who did something very similar to that. And he said to me, Matt, well, why did you set up a call? And I said, because you didn't try to sell me anything. And you, it seemed that you were genuine in the fact that in by the way when i do look so if you send me a connection request i am going to look and see before i accept how many connections we have in common and if we have a lot of connections coming i'm gonna say yes, yes. I mean, really because either you've done the work or i've done the work or there's lots of overlap so that's super powerful but the second piece of the power is is if we have a lot of people in common and you didn't try to hawk me something in the first message yeah then I am going to think you're real. And therefore you've intrigued me enough for me to respond to something. And if that turns into a conversation, like an actual conversation where, so Jill, thank you very much for connecting with me. It's always nice to be able to meet new people on LinkedIn. That sounds canned. That's fine. But you know, I was just on your profile and I love this, this, and this. And they're not just my last three posts. They're about something that that person is interested in. And I'm interested. Now we have a connection. You know what? Let's have a call. Here's my link to my calendar. Pitch me whatever you want because you did the due diligence needed. And that's, I think you said something that's really powerful. And I want to reiterate, which is some marketing can be annoying. And you always have to keep that in mind, but the more real you are or that you come across, you're just going to get more and more people's attention. Do you agree with that? I do. Yeah. And it's funny because over the years, I've kind of honed that skill of sounding real and sounding natural where a lot of my automation, people think it's real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to come back to the thing you said about mutual connections, because I think sometimes people look at LinkedIn and they're like, well, just getting me more connections. What does that get me? Like it's nothing, but whoa, is it powerful? And there's two big reasons why. First, when you have a lot of connections on LinkedIn, everything you post gets seen by a lot of people. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's a huge broadcast network. I have over 11,000 connections on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. When I post something, a lot of people are seeing it. That's huge. But the second thing I honestly think is maybe even more powerful, which is what you said. When you statistically, when you have hundreds and hundreds or thousands and thousands of connections on LinkedIn, statistically, you are much more likely to have mutual connections with anyone who That's connects right. with you. And that is a, a credibility builder, just like what you said. When people see that, they think, oh, we run in the same circles. We know a lot of the same people. This makes sense. It helps get you over the first fence, the first obstacle toward building trust. Like, oh, well, they, they seem like they're kind of in my world. Maybe I'll just 
take the next step. And they might be part of my tribe or however else you want to say that, right? Uh, in the, what I always love to do is see, I'll, I'll go because of, I've been using LinkedIn for a long time. That was a huge component of my first book. I look to see who we're connected with. And mm -hmm. there are sometimes because I've been doing LinkedIn for a long time that I really don't know some of the people I'm or not well, but if I know them well, Here's a great example. If a financial advisor reaches out to me and they're also connected with you, Bill Cates, they're connected with Kitsis, and I can see that they're kind yes. of in the world of yes. marketing, absolutely I want to talk to you about stuff. And, or if you're an entrepreneur or you're a person who's outside of financial services and we we still have connections, ah, man, I'm all in there because right. that means that you know, you're know you really trying to, maybe you're trying to learn about this industry or whatever. So anyway, okay. Mm -hmm. Let me add to that really quick. And notice that the mutual connections, you and I, maybe neither of us personally knows Kitkiss or mm -hmm. all those people that we have in common, but we follow the same thought leaders. That's right. So we're in the same world. That's right. Which means that even if we don't know each other and we don't even know the people that we're mutually connected to, we still feel like we're in the right place. Like this is my world. You're in the same world. This is my tribe. Let's rewind our relationship two mm -hmm. years because right. the exact, this is how we yeah, met. Exactly. You messaged me. I remember I, I actually, I double checked this. I want to make sure I was right, but you messaged me on LinkedIn. Hey, it looks like we're connected with a bunch of the same people. We should probably talk. I looked at your, your, your site. I was like, Whoa, Holy crap. She's making videos for advisors. I, and, and I think I sent you a link to my calendar immediately because I'm like, and I looked because we are connected with so many, and even advisors, not just thought leaders, but we just really ran in the same circle. Jill, you're my people. I'm your people. We need to, we're going to be stronger together. Right. right and the right. funny thing is when we first met, one of the things that we talked about was we're competing for the same share of wallet. Right. And, and, and we're like, yeah, but are we really? And we're, we kind of yeah. talked about it a little bit and we're like, you know what? I don't care because it, it gets back to the thing. There are going to be some people who are way more predisposed to wanting to have video. We know that there's going to be people who want to do both, which is even better really way better, by the way, because remember, all sorts of media are going to make you more yes. of, you know, available and aware. And then there's going to be some people who only want to use podcasting. And why don't we try to help each other to get the word out? Now, I have to go back to something else that you said, and this is something that is near and dear to me. You had the two examples, the teachers and the special need. You're talking about niches, and, and I'm really hoping that your perspective on this just changes another person's mind, Jill, because we talk about this often, how important it is to have laser focus. Why don't you explain your philosophy and why you think being so focused and niched is so important? I'm a huge believer in that. Now, before I go into that, though, I want to piggyback on something you said about how we connected on LinkedIn. And then we had a conversation and then that led to a webinar. And now we've talked multiple times. Kirk and I were in a mastermind together briefly. Yep. Lots of things like that. And here we are on a podcast years later. Years later. Think about that. Think about where one connection in LinkedIn can lead and how many doors it can open over time. I think a lot of times people get kind of myopic, like I need results right now. And I need, I, that's all I care about, but it's a long game and it you is. have to build those relationships. And LinkedIn is a, I mean, one of the best ways to do that. Okay. So let's talk about niches. Just as I ran this business and got more knowledge about how to build a successful business, it just became so apparent to me that having a niche is so key because it, it makes all your marketing so much easier. I mean, look at these advisors who they have a very specific niche. And because of that, 
people can find them from all over the nation and become their clients. Because when they find them, like when, when people who have searched financial advisors for teachers and they find Michael and his website says financial advising for teachers, they're like, oh, this person's for me. I mean, that puts them at the front of the line. They're not going to want to work with any other financial advisor. They're going to work, want to work with the one that is specifically for them. The flip side of that is if you don't have a niche, I mean, a lot of people will resist a niche because they think, I don't want to limit myself or narrow my focus so much that I miss out on business. But it's a counterintuitive, but it broadens your potential audience when you narrow down into a niche because... There's enough. There's enough business in that in most niches, more than you would ever need for a lifetime. And if you become the go-to person for that niche, you automatically already beat all your competition. Yeah. But if you're competing with everyone in the world, you're going to be on Google page 90. Yep. And no one is ever going to find you. And when they do find you, they're not going to think there's anything special that they should work with you. And that's a that's a big, big problem that most financial advisors have. They look like everyone Everybody else. Everybody else. They're contributing to the noise instead of rising above it, which is a huge component of what we have, what we talk about. And, and last but not least, you said this, and I'm going to proud mouth the way that you said it, which is you're turning skeptics into fans because fans follow somebody that is like-minded that they know that other people like them are going to do sports teams, musicians, whatever Broadway shows. It doesn't matter if you're a fan of something, you know, that everybody else who's a fan is a lot like you. And when you have that hyper-focused niche that turns people into fans, I love it when I hear, and in fact, I just had a call today with an advisor who wants to focus on a very, very specific subset of CEOs. And I'm not going to mm. talk about it, but it's a very specific subset. And, mm. and we started getting a little bit more specific. And he did the thing, Jill, and you, you've experienced. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to do an exercise. And I want everybody on this podcast to do this. I'm going to prove a point. Go on Facebook and start building a Facebook ad. Now, you're not going to execute the ad. I just want you to go through this exercise. And I want you to close your eyes and think of your ideal in like your favorite client, every psychographic, demographic, location, whatever, and start plugging those, check those boxes on Facebook. And what you're going to see on the right-hand side is audience number. Okay? Mm, now, yeah. if you can get that to 10 to 20,000, yes. which might sound like a lot, just think you get 1% of that. Yes. Just exactly. Think about that. 1%. That's 100 to 200 clients. And everybody listening to this getting 100 clients is a game changing thing. Yes. And then you're speaking their language. You're meeting with the people that you like and have things in common with. And they're fans of yours. They buy from you instead of you having to sell. Yeah. And the other thing about having fans is that they, birds of a feather flock together. All those fans know other people that are just like them. Oh, uh, yeah. And they're going to refer you. They're going to say, hey, I met someone who's perfect for us. Yeah. All right. Other tips and tricks. So I, I kind of was warming the because the, you've got all sorts of tips and tricks. So, so let's uh, share a couple more of your tips and tricks since I just gave one. Hmm. Okay. So we already covered some of the big tech ones. One is use YouTube embed codes on your website. That will increase your search engine optimization. Another is if you're using video on social media sites, upload the actual video file. You will get a much bigger viewership if you're doing that instead of linking. Why? Why is that? It's because LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, all these people do not want you to leave their platform. They do not want you to click and leave. 
And so they're going to reward people who are producing content that keeps people on the platform and video keeps people on the platform longer, longer yep. because they're watching the video. And that's another reason why it works to increase your search engine optimization because time on site is a big criteria for Google. That's how they assess, is this a valuable website? Video engages people and keeps them watching longer, keeping them on your site, which then cues to Google, valuable site, we will rank it higher. I love that. I, I, I don't think people really understand the time on site and the fact that exiting the site doesn't help the site. <laughs> they want They want you to stay on the site yes. as long as possible. Now, the other piece of that too is, how hard is it though, Jill, to upload the videos to, let's say LinkedIn and Facebook specifically? Is that an easy thing? Because you said at the beginning of the show that you can put it on your profile. What, what does that mean exactly? Well, all of those have like a static page that is your profile and then also have a newsfeed. So you wanna put the video in both places. Your video is uploaded to LinkedIn. They change how they do that, but probably it's gonna be uploading a direct file, the actual video file. Same with, with Facebook. So that's always there. If someone comes and checks out your profile, they'll see your videos. That's going to keep them on your site longer and intrigue them and explain what you do and the value you have for them better. When you put the videos on in your feed, normally that's just a drag and drop. I mean, if you know how to drag and drop a video file into your social media, it uploads and there it is. I wanted you to say that because it is that easy, everybody. People get so nervous about that stuff, Jill. And uh, it really is drag and drop and absolutely fantastic. All right. So I am sure that there are lots of people who are going to reach out to you. But before I have you tell them how they can reach out to you, is there anything I should have asked you that I didn't? Well, I wanted to tell you this one last thing that's a little tech tip that's really important. When you're emailing, the way that you want to handle video is... First, you want to put in the subject line, one minute video. One minute is people's attention span. Beyond that, you're pushing it. And people want to watch video more than they want to read. So you're going to increase your open rate if you put one minute video about X in your subject line. Then once they open the video, you want to have embedded that video as a YouTube embed code on your blog. And you want to include the link that goes back to that blog post. So what you're doing through your own email marketing is creating more inbound links and traffic to your website. Google's going to see that. Hey, people are visiting this. There's lots of inbound links coming from different places. We should rank it higher. The other th nice thing about that is because if you're driving people back into your website, not only is it going to help your search engine rankings, but it's going to get them engaged on your website. And that's where they can learn more about you, see your contact page, reach out and contact you. So let's turn that back on you, Jill. How can somebody reach out to you, find out more about who you are and what you do and potentially engage you in what you do? Because of our relationship, Matt, we are making complimentary 15-minute digital marketing strategy sessions available to everyone listening to this podcast. So all you need to do is click on the link that you'll find in the show notes to book that. Um, Jeff is our director of business development. You'll be talking with him. And it's going to be valuable to you whether we work together or not, because Jeff is a digital marketing expert. He's going to help you think through your digital marketing presence, how you could potentially use video and LinkedIn. And that's going to even spark new ideas in you about how to pull your online marketing presence together. Could you imagine, everybody, if you had the opportunity to have all of your marketing 
sing. It's it's like a great jazz. You know, when you pull all of the pieces apart, you're like, what the heck is that saxophone doing? But then you put it together with the bass and the other horns and the drums and, and maybe the piano and all of a sudden you get this amazing music. And working with somebody like Jill, having a true integrated marketing plan changes your game. Jill, I want to thank you so much for everything that you do. Thank you so much for all that you have done, depositing great thought leadership and on, on LinkedIn specifically, because that's where I, of course, see all of your stuff. Please follow follow Jill. We'll have the link in our show notes for that also, because she is consistently putting out information that isn't selling you anything. It's actually telling you what you can do all by yourself to be even more successful. So Jill, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do. If you know anybody who needs to listen to this, share it. It's super easy. If you have a second, just go ahead and give us a quick review. So for Jill and all of us here at Proudmouth, this is Matt Hallern, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to learn more about how you can be your own loud, visit our website, read our blog posts, attend our educational webinars, and sign up for our new Influence Accelerator Academy, where you too can learn how to truly be an influencer in your space. Have a wonderful day.